series that we called Having a Life That You Love. And honestly, one of the reasons why we have that, uh, this series is because there's a lot of people don't have a life that they love. They have a life that they tolerate. They have a life that's just barely, barely getting by, but not one that they love. And what we want to do, some of you look like you're hot. And uh, y'all, y'all, y'all got an ego problem or something. Yeah, I'm real hot, man. No, I'm, you know what I'm saying. All right, somebody take care of that AC, would you? Thank you. And uh, anyhow, you you don't want uh, you don't want to miss uh, today what's going to be said because we really truly want you to have a life that you love. Uh, Jesus came that we might have life, have it more abundantly. He came that we would experience a life not that just barely gets by, not one that we tolerate, but one that we're totally, totally enjoying. So I want to get into scripture. I'm going to do a quick recap and then hopefully get everything in as much as I can today uh, in, in really helping all of us to move forward if we're not experiencing the life that we love, of which I tell you I'm having the time of my life. And, uh, and I never thought that life could be this good. And, and so what I want to do is I want to I uh, use our foundational scripture in 1 Peter chapter 3. And then uh, I'm going to take you to verse 10 first of all. And it says, for he who would love life. For he who would love life. In the, actually, you know, you, there's Greek, there's dictionaries. You can take dictionaries, you can look up words. And, and uh, New Testament was writ, written in the Greek, and you look up the Greek dictionaries. And it actually means this, for he who has the life that he loves. So it says this, for he who has the life that he loves will see good days. And then it tells how we can have that. And it says, let us refrain our tongue from evil and his, uh, his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. And, uh, and so right from the very onset, what I want to do is I want to break down some thoughts here so that we can see that God truly does want us to have a life that we love. Now notice here it says, He who, has the, he, he who wants to have the life that he loves will see good days. See good days. And if you look that up in the Greek, it means this. It means days where you will have the time of your life. Where you'll just have the time of your life. God wants us to have the time of our life here on this earth. No matter it, what's going on, no matter the circumstances, no matter the situations, He wants us to have the time of our life. And so God, He's, he's devoted to this. He's committed to this. He's, he sent Jesus for this reason. Isn't it crazy? That you can spend all kinds of energy and, and maybe and maybe your women can uh, really attest to this that you you can spend uh, uh, all day maybe and I say all day you can spend a good portion of the day cooking and and uh, and then your husband comes home and says something like I'm not hungry. <laughs> what would you do? I already, ate. I already ate. I heard somebody say out there you 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 just want to slap them right. And thank God Jesus does, 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 just doesn't come down here and slap us. It's like he, he provided all of this for us. Days that, we, days that are good, that where we can have the time of our life, and it's like, ah, we're okay. That's all right. You know, I'm, I'm okay with the life that I have. And, uh, and really, honestly, we want to move past that 
and, and experience the fullness of what he has for us. And, and, and he, I'm here to tell you, every one of us have uh, difficult days, difficult times. But I'm here to tell you that you can have the, the, the best day and the worst day on the same day. With Jesus on your side, you can have them both. Even though you're struggling through a storm, and we had that. Uh, I love the way that uh, Shannon, uh, she's our, her and her husband are, <laughs> tell on them, her and her husband are our growth track directors, and Shannon called our weather schizophrenic weather. Bipolar weather, bipolar weather. And it's like, man, it just cannot make up its mind. So, you know, it's, it's, here we are in 60-something degree weather. And the other day it was 8 degrees. I was jogging out there in 8 degree weather. And it's, it's just crazy. But anyhow. Uh, and so you can have the best and the, and, and the worst on the same day. But Luke chapter 4, verse 18, Jesus said this. He says, man, uh, he, he went in. He went into the synagogue to read as it was a accustomed to those uh, that were uh, rabbis to go in and read the scripture and and he read the scripture and he said this he says the spirit of the lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted how many brokenhearted in the house i'm sure there is to proclaim liberty to the captives. How many people are bound in some area, some way, in some fashion in, in the house? I'm sure there is. He came, to, he came to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind. How many of us are limited in what we can see for the future and limited in what we can see? Uh, maybe we just don't totally understand what God has for us and we're struggling and we're indecisive in our decisions because we can't readily see what we need to see and and Jesus came so that we could see clearly. He wants us to see. And, uh, and yeah, I know it means physically too, but it also means spiritually. And he came to, he came to do that, to, to uh, recover your sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Then he closed the book. And then he dropped the mic. And he said, today this has been fulfilled. In other words, from this point on, baby, it's yours. This acceptable year that I'm talking about is yours. And that word acceptable means here in, 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 the, in the Greek, it means, uh, it means this. Uh, you, you can read that. But it means the most blessed time where salvation and the free favors of God profusely abound. Profusely abound. I was telling our team this, our pastoral team, our small group that we meet every Sunday, and, and, uh, and I was telling them this morning, I, I believe that there's a couple of things that God wants to do this year in our lives. I, I really believe this, that, uh, that he's wanting to take our church and he's wanting to use it to reach massive amounts of people, not only locally in, in this region, uh, but also just through our touch and, and our giving to be able to really touch around the world. But I, I believe it's going to take it's going to take two things. I believe it's going to take a compassion like we've never seen before. That we as a people have to be very very compassionate towards those that uh, that that are in need that are going and, and and it's not just seeing somebody on the side of the road it's not i mean i'm talking about compassionate towards everyone and uh, just having a compassion a heart for people like we've never had before for people i, I believe it's going to take that kind of compassion 
and, and, and then secondly, with that compassion, it's going to take, it's going to take an outpouring, a continual outpouring of God's favor. A favor that just blesses our life so that we can resource what God wants us to do in the lives of those that we need to be compassionate towards. And the whole picture of that is this, is that if you remember the Good Samaritan, there were two, there were two people that passed the guy that was on the side of the road. And one of them was a priest, it was a pastor. The other one was a Levite, which was a Christian. And they passed on the other side. They saw the guy, but they passed on. And it was a, a Samaritan that was really not neither one, nor was neither really a Christian nor a, a, uh, a, um, a pastor. And the Bible says that he went and he had compassion for him and he began to tend to him, care for him, put him on his own donkey or horse or whatever it was. Maybe it was a golf cart. And, 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 and took him down to the inn took care of him there, and, and, then, and then he left him there, and he says, if there's anything that needs to be done to care for this guy until he gets reestablished on his feet, then I, I will come back and take care of the bill. Well, it takes resources to t- be compassionate. Uh, you know, not all the time, but most of the time. It, it could take some resources. And I believe that God wants to uh, pour an outpouring of, of resources upon our life. So that we as a church can be as compassionate as we possibly can in the lives of people. I tell you to me, that's the life I love. Just being able to be used by God and making a a kingdom impact like we've never seen before. And I I really believe that he wants us all positioned there. He wants us all to uh, be in position to, to receive that and do that. But there's some there's some conditions here. He says, if you're going to have this life that you love, one that is, that is good, full of, full of, full, full of good days, that where you're having the time of your life, if you're, that, that one that is the most, where you're having the most blessed time, where salvation and, and the free favors of God profusely abound. I love that. If you're going to have that, well, there's, some, there's six things that need to take place. And it tells us here, in 1 Peter 3, again, it says in verse 10 and 11, it says, For he who would love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. We talked about that last week. I'm going to just quickly hit that. If you want to listen to uh, the message in, in, uh, in its fullness, uh, you can go on to our website, cotmtyler.org. And you can grab it there and listen to it. By the way, that EXO conference this year, uh, we're sewing that. We're giving it. It's, a, it's, a, it's typically a charge to it. We're giving that this year. We're, we're making that provide. Okay, and so you can come and you, you just got to go onto the website and sign up for it there. Okay, so we're doing that this year. Um, but anyhow, uh, the word, it says refrain your tongue from evil. That word evil means to give to, to give back, to give back. Something that God's given you and you give it back. It means to recede, to retire, to retreat in battle, to get others in trouble. And I used the illustration last uh, week of the uh, children of Israel, the 10 spies that went in, or the 12 spies that went in. 10 of them came back and they brought back an evil report. 
It's giving back what God said was yours. God said the promised land is yours, but they, through their word, says, I'm giving this back. There's no way that we can do this. And that's where a lot of people are, is they're speaking wrong words. The Bible says that power and life are in the power of the tongue. Many people don't realize the power of your tongue. The life that you're living today is, is, is main, mainly is a product of your words and your decisions. The words that you speak will determine the course of your life. James says that your tongue is like a rudder that guides your life. And so if you want good things in your life, you need to speak good things in your life. Your, your words are very, 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 very powerful. And, and, and so what God is saying, what's evil? Evil is doubt and unbelief. That's what evil is. So watch it. Many people excuse themselves. Well, I'm not speaking evil. Uh, you would be surprised how much uh, you're speaking uh, in, 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 with your mouth. And in, it says, refrain your, your tongues from deceit. That word deceit there means to bait, to cause somebody to be offended. And we can use our words to offend people. And if we don't watch it, we will, we will create a life that we don't love because we're constantly offending people with our words. The Bible tells us that we can, we can love the word so much, the word of God so much, that we won't get offended. But it says, woe to him who does the offending. In other words, it's going to cause all kinds of problems in our lives. So watch your words. Are you with me? Okay, so that's a recap. That was the first thing, two things that we talked about. Today, what I want to do is I want to focus on the next two things. It says, first of all, let, your, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. And then it goes on to say, let him, let him turn away from evil. And again, most people excuse themselves. Well, I'm not doing evil. I'm not, there's no evil taking place in my life. Okay, we, let's go define it. Let's make sure that the translator translated everything that needed to be translated so that we rightfully understand what that word evil is. Are you, are you, are you, okay, so let's, let's grab that. And then it goes on to say, do good. I'm a do-gooder. You're a do-gooder. God wants us to be do-gooders. And, and we need to know what that looks like. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to spend the last little bit that I have with you in defining those two things if we really, truly want the life that we love. And if we truly want to have the, the, best, the best days that we've ever had, then we've got to make sure that we turn away from evil. That word turn away is interesting. It means to shun. It's not something that we do casually. We need to shun it. It means to avoid, to decline, to separate from. There's just some things that we need to separate from that, that's just not good for our life. It, it also means to locate yourself to another place if you have to. And, and here's the other thing that I wanted, I wanted to say. It means to cause to bend. You know that most of us have a tendency to bend towards something? Now, let me give you the word evil because it's really, it's really simple on the word evil. It means to cause hurt or harm. And many of us don't realize how many times we are bent towards causing hurt and harm in other people's lives. 
And as I went back, I had to go, I'm, I'm going to tell a little quick story about how uh, when I got saved, I had, a, I had a real strong bent towards being rough, being angry, being uh, uh, sharp. Uh, I was, I was, I was just really, you know, just a, a bent towards not being very kind. Not intentionally, my heart was right, but my my soul was still needing to be refined. You know, God was still needing to work some things out. Uh, he, I had some, a lot of rough edges, like some of you, <laughs> a lot of rough edges that still needed to be sandpapered on, you know, and and brought down. You know what I'm talking about. And, and you know who I don't talk about. You live with him, okay? And so you just, you just, just there's a bent teeth leaning towards, right? Some of you don't think it's funny. You're the one I'm talking about. So, anyhow, I, I, I remember my brother and his wife, he uprooted his family from New Mexico, brought them down here, to help us start Church on the Move almost 22 years ago. And, uh, and he, you know, he sold everything, sold properties, sold everything, came to, came to uh, Tyler, uh, came on as, as, as my associate and uh, helped us get started. And worked here with us for the first year. And, uh, and during that time, of course, you know, if you know the story here, and I don't have time to tell it, uh, planning a church, uh, we did everything that uh, church planners tell you not to do in starting a church. <laughs> and so it was, it was pretty rough sailing in the very beginning, and, and, uh, and so it was, you know, it's tough. And so he, he was looking for other means of income. And he got into something that... Uh, that was, uh, you know, that I guess could have been profitable, but he, he, he went to some folks in our church. And, and there was uh, one particular lady that it just turned her off, and I found out about it. Okay, so I understand. I, I, you know, th- we all make mistakes. We all do things. Uh, but instead of, because I was so bent towards being rough and straightforward and just dealing with issues and moving on and plowing over people. My, my wife said I bulldoze her over, over people. And, uh, and, and, and instead of bringing them in and say, hey, you know, this is what you did. Uh, this is not a value that we value in, in, in our church, and I don't want this to be, ever be done and, and that type of thing. I brought him in, and I raked him over the coals. Man, I blasted him. He and his wife were there. And I, I had intent, full intent that day to fire him. And I did. Fired him. And I hurt them both. And I'm telling you, it took years before we... Uh, my brother, he forgave me right away. But it's still, that relationship was fractured for many years. Now we got a great, close relationship. But it was tough. And, and the reason is, is that I had a bent leaning towards that and and here's that now that's a, a worst case scenario but many people don't even realize that many of us have a bent leaning towards being inconsiderate that hurts people an inconsideration just being inconsiderate of people we all have and we have to be proactive against it 
a bent leaning towards selfishness. Where we're just self-absorbed. It's all about us. We all have a bent leaning towards pride. And those things are things that we've got to, we've got to move away, separate ourselves from, sometimes on a daily basis, in order to see the good days that God has for us. what's the Holy Spirit speaking to you about right now? Because I'm telling you, he's going to speak to us. He really wants to get us and move us from where we are now to where he wants us so that we are having the time of our life. Where we're t- and I don't care how much in shambles your life is. It's never, it's never beyond repair. It's never beyond God. God's the God that works in the, the most impossible situations. And he can bring out the best in the worst of, of situations. And, and, you know, we all have a, a bent leaning towards something that when somebody pushes our button, do you have a button that can be pushed? What is that button? Oh, my gosh. I shouldn't have have even asked it. Okay, time to move on. Proverbs 11.27. Oh, Proverbs 11.27. By the way, if, if if you didn't get it today, if I haven't said it yet, the, the, the title of this message is Life Designed by Your Actions. We've got to have the right actions in our life, okay? And, and so Proverbs 11, let's look at it, verse 27. He who earnestly seeks good finds favor. There's that word favor again. Favor not only protects and blesses, it opens Opens doors, opportunities, ideas, and connections, and so much more than we can ever even imagine that he wants to bring in our life. And he wants to do that. But notice here, but trouble will come to him who seeks evil. In other words, trouble will come to him who has a bent leaning towards something that brings harm and hurt on other people. Trouble will come to you. You don't want it to, but it will. And guess what you have to do? You have to deal with, process through, sift through, and, and, and deal with that, that trouble that you have come, come your way. Is this good or what? Yeah. Okay. Secondly, the second thing that it said that we must do, it says uh, that we must do good. Do good. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about, we have a, uh, a minister friend that comes in and speaks uh, periodically and his last name is do good and he is funny let me give you the description of good here so that you'll understand because this little word is power packed you can have a package that's small that that's really very powerful the word good is one of those words that is very very powerful and, and that he says that we need to be doing. Do good. What does that word do good means? It means benevolent. Obviously, right? We all agree that uh, to do good means to be benevolent. It means generous. It means to be profitable. Be profitable in the lives of others. Useful of good character. Useful and then of good character. So he wants us to be useful and, and of good character. By, by the way, if you're, if you're doing good and you're, you have a character flaw, it always brings harm and hurt in somebody else's life. Disposition and quality. 
You know, some of us are disposo dis 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 disposed dis, disposed uh, to 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 do you know just do certain things. You know, and, and we got to watch that. We need to make sure that we're, we're doing the right thing. And then it, it means kindness and to be pleasant, joyful, happy, uh, to have good influence on others. But here's the word I wanted to get to, to give the best of yourself. To give the best of yourself. So if we're going to do good, we need to make sure that we're going to give the best of ourself in, in, to God, the best of ourself to people, and, and that's doing good. If we're not giving the best of ourselves to others, then we're not fully doing good. Come on, boy. I excited me when I, I read this. I mean, it, it's, I, I want to give. That's one of our values is, is uh, excellence as a church. We want to we make sure that we uh, affectionately do everything with excellence. What I mean by that is we want to give our best to God and give our best to the people. And so we want to do good, basically, is what it's saying. But here's the word that I really want to get to. And that's the word do. What does do mean? Most people say, just do. Just means do it, right? Nike, just do it. Here, let, me get, let me give you some definitions. A lot of definitions here, but I think it, it bears uh, saying it. It means expressing action either as completed or continued. Either continued or completed. Hear, hear this out. Don't lose track here. That means you keep doing it until it's completed. Amen. You keep giving your best until it's completed. Yes. Or you continue to give your best until as long as it takes. It's something that you just continue to do. It also means to make or to make good, to form or to produce. To bring about as produced by an inward act of the mind and the will. You have, to, you have to determine to do this. It means to abide. It means it's something that you, this is how you live. It's not something that you hit and miss in. It's, this is how I, when you see me, you know that you're going to get the best of me. That I'm not going to come in half-hearted in serving you. I'm not going to come in half-hearted in loving you. I'm not going to come in half-hearted in, in uh, sharing my life with you. You're going to get the best that I have in any time you meet up with me. Because I don't ever want to hurt you. I don't want to ever harm you. Amen. That's what it means to, to do good. Amen. Man, just think, that would preach at a marriage conference. I, if we just gave the best of ourselves to each other. Come on, honey. Come on, preach. Help me preach it, baby. <laughs> and, then, and then it means this. I, I love this. It means to, to remember. Sometimes we just got to remind ourselves that we're doing this. It means to recall. and It, 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 means, to, it, it, it means to consider in advance. In advance, in other words, you're planning on doing good before you have the opportunity to give it. It's like any time I show up, when I show up, they're going to get my best, and we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna make a life-giving difference in their lives. And then it means to be diligent and to declare oneself. It means you're demanding it of yourself and to be intentional. Okay, isn't that good? Okay, now here's where I want to go. I'm going to wrap this package now. I'm going to wrap this up because I, I truly do want all of us to have good days. 
I, I truly do want us to have the, the time of our life. That, that we're, we're enjoying the, this life that we have. Psalm 119.68 says this, that, that God, God is good. And God does good. It says, you are good, God, and you, you, you do good. Now, this is God. And then Ephesians says that we're to be imitators of God as dear children. Right? And so, if God is good, and he does good, and we're called to be imitators of God, then we're capable of doing it. All right? But I'm here to tell you, you can't do it on your own. And this is where people fail. I believe, I believe it with all my heart. I think most people are not out to do evil. I think most people want to give their best. I believe that people want to have the life that they, they love. I believe that they want to have the, the time of their life. I don't believe that they're intentionally going and making bad decisions so that they can have a bad life. I think, I think the problem is, is they're, they're doing it in their own strength and trying to, and they fail, and you will fail on your own. And so here's what I want, I want, you, to, here's what I want you to see. In Acts chapter 10, verse 38, I, I uh, quoted this earlier, and this is speaking of Jesus. This is how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Notice here that it said Jesus... Because when he came to this earth, he did not use his Godhead to do what he did. He became dependent on the Holy Spirit that came upon him to do what he did as an example and as a, a substitution for us. And it says that he, first thing is, is he was filled with the Spirit of the God, with the power of God. And it goes on to say, as a result, this took place. He went about doing good. And healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. You and I need God's power of the Holy Spirit upon our life. We need dependence upon him daily to be able to do good. Or else, our bent leaning towards will be towards selfishness. It will be towards doing evil. In other words, not giving the best of ourselves. We will, we will fall short and falter every time without the Spirit of God upon our life. I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm here to tell you, we need God. One of the things that we do as a church, well, I read through the Bible every year, go through it every year. But one of the things that we do is we start, we start the year out with 21 days of prayer and fasting. We are in our last week of that. And I've challenged you, and I'm going to challenge you even if you haven't participated uh, thus far. I'm going to challenge you to get in there and gear up with us this last week to fast on some level. The Bible calls it inflicting your soul in Isaiah chapter 58. In other words, you're telling your body, you're telling your life, this is the direction we're going. We're going to put God first. We're going to depend on him. I want you to call out upon God for at least 21 minutes every day for this next week and say, God, I'm going to spend 21 days in your word and in prayer, which will go 21 minutes, sorry, 21 minutes, because I know you need to eat and go to work. Well, maybe not eat, but anyway, go to work. And uh, spend 21 minutes a day. And just spend it with God and just let him fill you with his power. Ask him to. And then I asked, I asked everybody to spend 21 seconds 
uh, finding needs and praying just a 21-second prayer with as many people every day as you possibly can. When you hear a need, can I pray for you? And pray with them. Just a tw- it'll, it'll revolutionize not only the people's lives that you're praying for, but your own life. And then, and then we, had, we set aside three uh, Friday nights to come together corporately and pray. And we and have a, a, a worship and prayer service. And we already did two, and we're doing our third one this Friday from 7 to 8. Last week was just awesome. Just awesome. And, and I want to encourage you to come and be a part of that. And that will be taking place this coming Friday. And if you'll do that, and fast on some level, just ask God. I, I, I don't tell people how to fast. Just ask God, what should I do? And just obey him. And I guarantee you, he'll come into your life and touch you and he'll fill you and he'll guide you and he'll help you to be good. Even though sometimes, because I'm going to tell you, uh, to be honest, there's times where I don't feel like being good. (laughs) My wife was on a hunt for shoes. Now, my wife, neither one of us likes stores. We we don't like shopping. And, And some of you, when you see me dress, you probably think, I can see that you don't like shopping because... I mean, I, I typically go to my closet and I'll just, I just soon throw a t-shirt on. Same t-shirt, Levi's, I'm good, let's go. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, but anyway, she, she was looking for shoes and, and man, we, we, uh, so we went and looked. She, I didn't want to go, but I told her I'd go. And I gave her the best of myself when I was there, helping her, trying to find some shoes. And, uh, and so we went shoe hunting yesterday. Amen. She didn't. She she found some shoes. We had to order them, but uh, she, you know. But anyway, uh, uh, so I, you know, you got. Sometimes you just got to do what you don't want to do, and that's when the Holy Spirit helps you. He helps you to do those. He helps you to do those things that you don't want to do. Amen. And 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 so and, and by the way, I don't like fasting. I like feasting. Are you, are you, is anybody in the house with me? I mean, I, how many like some good food? I mean, I mean, some really good food. Uh, I was talking to uh, I was talking to uh, Mr. and Mrs. Qualls earlier about going to Happy's after the fast, and uh, they got some mean. Uh, I eat chicken. I don't eat red beef, but they got some mean. They got some mean, uh, and giving them a plug. I'm, I'm call them up and see if they. But they got some mean uh, uh, ribs, boy. Though I don't eat them, but my wife does, and they got some good chicken too. But anyway, I better quit talking about food. <laughs> I don't like fasting, but the Holy Spirit has helped me yeah. in my fasting, and I'll tell you, it always changes my life. Every year, every year changes my life, and I'm here to tell you if if if. If you'll just rely on him, he'll help you to be good. By the way, one of the fruits of the Spirit is goodness. And so, be good. So when I see you doing something, I'm going to say, be good. You see your husband doing something? We're always pointing towards the husband because we're the ones that mess up the most. Be good. Amen. Amen. All right, let's pray. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for your goodness.